I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. 
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. I'm your host, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a comedian, and I'm ignorant. That's why we're here, that's why we've been here for 50 episodes, you guys. It's happening, it's the 50th episode, hooray! If you're brand new to the podcast, you got a lot of catching up to do, but uh, first, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. Just open the podcast app, it's purple, search for Ignorance is Hashtag Blessed, you click on the logo... Um, and then you scroll down to reviews, write a review, five stars, please. Um, you know, or like, if you hate me, tell me, but, um, leave a review. I'll post it on my, I, I, the IG, Instagram, whatever. Um, it's a funny review. I'll talk about it on here probably because I talk a lot and I like that. Um, there I go saying, um, thanks to everyone who subscribed, who's helped us make it to 50 episodes. I'm so excited. Um, that probably sounded like an edit. I just had a brain fart so bad that I paused in my speech and waited, which you're probably used to at this point. You guys, thanks for making this possible. Uh, especially my Patreon people, my VIP patron, Idiot Savant, Nick, and my best idiots forever, Kathy and Terry Farrell. And, uh, thanks to all the new patrons, Brian Castro, Courtney Markle, Hallie, Arian Pe- Arian Prius. Did I say that wrong? Please tell me. Um, Liz Small and Andrea Basil and also Andrea that's how I've pronounced your name forever I have known you since college if I'm saying that wrong just tell me I've just made up in my head that's how it's pronounced and it could be totally wrong Uh, but thank you all for subscribing I'm really excited to release uh, the next bonus episode which I will be recording this weekend Uh, maybe I'm sharing my hotel room with my feature so I might wait till Sunday when I get home to record and release because I'm sure she's already thinking I'm a crazy person. You'll probably meet her if you are in the League of Extraordinary Idiots. I'm live streaming this podcast. By the time this comes out, this is done. I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Oh, by the way, welcome to the League of Extraordinary Idiots, Greg Poust, which I just messaged him to be like, I forgot how you already told me to pronounce your name before, and I remembered. Uh, so you guys, look, I will reach out to you personally if I have questions about your name because I don't want to be disrespectful of your name. Anyways, let's move along. Um, If you want to see me, you can see me in New York. I'm coming back to New York Thursday, May 10th, 7 p.m., New York Comedy Club. Come see me there. It's a showcase for Just for Laughs. It's my callback, which means I did well on the first showcase and they want to see me again and it's for a big comedy festival, which I would love to participate in. So please come see me and come laugh and have a good time and then I might have a show down the street at the stand after but um, let's all have a drink afterwards so I know some people are already coming they reached out to me and told me and I'm very excited to see you meet you have a cider and have you roll your eyes at what a pussy I am and be like well it's a cider so there's no gluten and you're like you're a bitch um, Midwest Bloomington Indiana I'm gonna be at Limestone Comedy Festival uh, at the end of May beginning of June it's that last weekend that bleeds into June limestonefest.com to get passes. They don't sell individual show tickets. I'm very sorry. I'm on three shows. They're on my calendar, which you can find at jmscomedy.com. 
Let's get to this episode. This is the 50th episode, and the guest this week is me, which is so dumb uh, sounding, but I have a guest host. Dana Moon came in, and she interviewed me. And that interview is probably, uh, you know, a grand term for what we did, but uh, she asked the questions. A lot of you guys sent in questions for this, and so she asked me those questions. If you don't hear your question, it'll be on a bonus episode in the Patreon, um, because... Uh, you added them after we did the interview. <sighs> but she guest hosts. We just go into long conversations. At some point, we talk about sharding, and we talk about dating, and we talk about uh, smelling pussies and a lot of weird things. So uh, it's great, though. If you love me, then you already know Dana, um, and you probably already love her because we have done so much together. So without further ado, happy 50th. Thank you all for being along for this ride. I'm so excited. I've never loved someone this much. Uh, and by someone, I mean my podcast and all my listeners. I've never been this committed to a thing. And like, usually by now, I would have lost interest if this was a relationship. But here we are. I'm still excited about it. Also, um, we didn't get to plug these because the thing died right at the end of our podcast. But you can see Dana if you want to see Dana live uh, May 18th in Hoboken, New Jersey. She'll be at Colo Club. Tickets for that are rachelobryan.com. Uh, she's uh, doing shows with Rachel O'Brien. So, uh, Rachel, R A C H A E L O B R I E N dot com. Uh, go see her there if you're in the Hoboken, New Jersey area, or if you're in Hartford, Connecticut, you're a Connecticut idiot. Uh, June 7th, 7 p.m., she is headlining the Hartford Funny Moon, which is uh, a big honor. She's featured there before, it's her first time headlining. So, go out, support her, laugh, uh, maybe meet her mom, and uh, say hi to Dana. You're going to love her. I love her. I love you guys. Here is the 50th episode. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed. I'm Dana Moon, your host. I've, I'm your guest host. I've taken over the podcast and I've taken over Jessica Michelle's body and life and soul. And a little bit of witchcraft goes a long way, you guys. People judge me for going to Joshua Tree in performing in these seances <laughs> and i just have to say it slayance. really slayance a it really pays off and you guys thank you so much for supporting me and my number one uh comedy album on itunes and all things my tiny butthole shoving carrots up my butthole i did that once it made a great bit <laughs> did i lodge a piece of carrot permanently in my anal cavity possibly but you know what i'm an artist the person you're hearing is uh Satan. Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm my own guest because it's the 50th episode. Happy 50th. I'm 50. We did it. I'm 50. I'm 50. I'm Sally O'Malley and I'm 50 years old. And I old. can do high kicks and I'm thriving. I kick and I punch and I kick and I'm, I dance and I twerk. And I'm 50. 50. I love Molly Shannon. She's I love her so much. I saw her uh, eating at a restaurant. And I, Great I, story. Wait, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Here's where... And I stared. And then she noticed me staring. Hold on, wait, it gets better. It gets better, wait. And then she called the police. And, I, and then I walked away. And that's the story. <laughs> wow. Celebrity encounters. They're real, you guys. Yes, they are. Dana and it doesn't just stare at men with biceps, it turns out. I know. That's I really just want facial hair and a bicep. Just like a bicep with a face just want, you can carry around. I just want a, I want a bicep. You want to fuck a bicep. With facial hair on it. So just a hairy bicep. I shove it up my vagina. Your huge lippy my vagina. My huge cavernous yeah. hole. 
And look, her Picasso pussy. You guys, Picasso. It's art. It's a Picasso. Um. Okay. So thank you for uh, joining me on my fiftieth uh, podcast episode. It's good to have you back. Thanks for having me back. You're Dana. one of thank my you for favorite guests. I love you. You are one of my. You are people really love you. People love me, and I. Uh, I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure. I don't figure either. That one out. I frankly think you're terrible. The but. worst. <laughs> I set up. So we're in my apartment, and I set up a whole like. I have like crystals and it's very spiritual. It's very Janelle. We've set up a podcast area, Janelle Waters. Janelle Waters. I'm becoming the the spiritual healer character that I do. And I think I just have to go with it. I think you do too. Yeah. Because everyone likes Janelle better. Everyone likes Janelle guys, way better than She's me. literally like, should I set up a podcast area in my po- my apartment? And then she just put down a rug <laughs> and threw a bunch of rocks on it. And she's like, ta-da. What if I start calling this a podcast studio Come and I start studio. renting it out to people live from the Beverly studios in central Los Angeles. I know a couple that has a studio in their house and they make a fortune. Oh my God. That's a good They have idea. a whole entire room that's like soundproof and it's really? all set up and, why don't you just do that to your whole apartment and then have people come in and you just stare at them? <laughs> this is the studio. Also, I live here. <laughs> I it's mean, a I literal do. studio. I literally, I literally do live in a studio. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, Can you please do that? And I only have people come in when Can I'm like sleeping. we start our own network? It'll be studio apartment studios. <laughs> studio apartment studios. On the, on the studio moon apartment single. network. Or would it be single moon or would it be moon single? I like single moon. Single just moon. Just because it's like one moon, but... Single Moon. Is that our studio? Single Moonton. Oh, No Dad Production Studio. Yeah, we have what about our production studio? Our production production company? Yeah, yeah, no yeah, Dad happened? Productions. No I Dad mean, Productions. We're poor and we can't produce anything. But we're going to, but you we're guys. Going to. Should Stay we start tuned. a podcast network called No Dad? I want to start a podcast with you that's the naked podcast where we are just naked talking. Yeah. And so it's it's kind of a play off like like how vulnerable can we be being in the most vulnerable state? Nudity. Yeah. And then it's like, what happens we if see, I fart yeah. on your podcast studio floor and it's accidentally a shark <laughs> and then I have shit in your home on the floor? Well, that's on brand, to be honest. That is kind of on brand. It's very on brand. Or it's like, I'm not like shitting my pants all the time, but like surprise shits. The other day I had a speed bump. Wait, do you have pants on? You're sitting on a pillow that I sleep on right now. No, I'm wearing a Barbie onesie. Oh, please don't fart. I it's, put my face on that. Um, well, I just got a vagina shot. My pussy's on it now. Okay. So well, you're you welcome. Take in the sense of earth. <laughs> I have a very earthy pussy. <laughs> Notes of floral and dirt. Yeah. Wait, you should. Yeah. And aren't spice? you a, what's it called? A, I'm a sommelier. 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 You sommelier. should. I wish you were a lesbian and you could go down on pussies and then do tasting notes. And do tasting notes. Oh my God. That's a funny sketch. Yeah. We're like, nobody do it. That's ours. That's ours. We can't have it. <laughs> Don't you think sometimes you come you come up with like ideas on podcasts and then you totally forget about them and you're yeah. like, what if someone's listening and they're just like, okay, that's I'm a funny. That. And yeah. they actually produce it and you're like, wait, but no. Did you see Trainwreck? Yes. The part where she's like washing her vagina in the sink was wait. what? Amy Schumer. I don't remember that. The movie Trainwreck. But that reminds me of the oscar story the doctor when i had the smelly vagina and i was washing my vagina in a in sink. sink yeah and then i did the smell check and it was the... i feel like we've all done that though we've all done that's that. why it's relatable okay fine i guess i've washed my pussy. Like i have washed my, my pussy thing. in a sink i don't tell people about it because i'm not a fucking slob well now you know yeah but the it's secrets I mean, out i want to know if that she really did that i mean here's what i like to do is um when men who I think are in relationships and they're lying about it want to hook up, I don't say no. I hook up with them. But first I go out dancing and I make my pussy really like sweaty. Mm-hmm. And then I refuse to wash it. And then I'm like, eat my pussy. Yeah. 
and she did it to and me. I alone I have she, not had sex in so long when's the last time you had sex it's been a few weeks <laughs> I say so long it's been a few weeks yeah I think I had sex with a guy I had sex with some guy in New York like a month or two ago I don't know is it sex the guy with, that I know I don't did I tell you about a guy yeah oh probably how was it it was fine I was horny so it was like it was fine that was means fu- it was awful i mean i'm trying to holler at this dude right now in new york and he's like the thing is like i thought it was good and then i realized that like yeah no it it wasn't that good but oh, i'm sorry but you know when you were just like really want sex yes and, and so you're like yes and then i don't know i'm also like, thinking about to get my period so i'm at that like really horny before your period oh i hate that feeling I where hate that. it like everything in your body hurts it's scary because it's i scary, feel yeah. i at moments like this i feel i could potentially have sex with someone who i wouldn't normally standing have sex across with. from you yeah because i'm right not now. gonna have sex with you dana for the what? hundredth time i'm not having sex with. i you. feel like if we tried it once i feel like you're being a little <laughs> harvey weinstein here i'm in your home doot, doot, doot. get your fingers doot, away from my doot, vagina doot, doot. stop it quit keeping me with your lip. weird long Give alien me a fingers lip. Lip, lip. stay away doot, from doot. my tucked in lips doot, doot, doot. my blips <laughs> blip, blip. <laughs> what if a guy was trying to hook up with you and he was doing like baby talk honestly i'm so small i'm surprised i haven't run into a man who does that to me let me get a little bit i'm not kidding okay i was having sex with this guy who is like did you hook up with the guy you went on a date with no okay continue your story we'll get back to that um we can we, we can we say his name or no no oh, let's not say fuck. his name no no, no. oh i know you're right it's damn a, it um okay fine maybe in a patreon episode one day no but he was really nice he just that guy was really small he was like my height okay i said that as he was walking out right next to a guy friend of ours who's also small and then i go oh god shit what am i saying yeah but that guy friend of ours who was sitting next to you is like almost half a foot taller than me is how small i am you guys were walking out and i we look like siblings i feel like i didn't realize how small he was because you guys were sitting down yeah because you were like he's so hot he's so hot he's very good looking and you guys looked like you were getting along you looked here we were i just and then when he got up and left i was like oh my god they're the same height yeah you guys are the same height yeah or he was one inch taller maybe maybe an inch taller <laughs> and if for those who know you're like laughing like a mean bully i'm sorry i'm just oh that's so mean no, i here's can't the thing. stop laughing sorry <laughs> here's the thing i don't even have a height thing i just don't think i've ever encountered an adult man who was my size i don't have a height thing at all i mean i no. i think I, my last boyfriend was shorter than me i dated when i dated sandro he's like only a couple inches taller than me yeah I, and like I that was fine short guys also so weird to name your exes on have, podcasts yeah, maybe, whatever they have better biceps they have smaller because they're biceps. smaller arms there's so there's whenever they work out more their biceps get bigger if that, you have if, you have, if you're tall and have long arms it's hard to make things big yeah yes. long, lengthy things it's hard to bulk That's um, why also I, when you were like guys that, have better bodies when you were like he's hot 100 percent. i was like she definitely saw his biceps because i was like this guy has biceps oh my that's God. the thing is he's small but i'm like he could probably he could for sure pick me up yeah but, wait so so you're not interested i don't know it's just like i sort of like feeling smaller next to guys you can say that you like that that's fine yeah i know but i feel shallow saying that i go for guys because they're muscles i mean who is the shallow person oh 
I'm the most you're talking to the most shallow person when it comes to dating in the world yeah like I've dated psychopaths just because they've looked like Heath Ledger like do you understand um wait you've dated men because they look like Heath Ledger there's one guy what you want to do is date yourself what am I Heath Ledger no hold on you think I want to date myself I mean if you're dating men who just because they look like Heath Ledger I feel like you could be like female Heath Ledger you think I'm so narcissistic only in this moment when you said you date you've dated guys they look like Heath Ledger and I feel like you could be Heath Ledgery but like right when he's like jokery ooh crazy and then I don't know why am I so attracted to fucking psychos like they're so hot to me I don't know like I'm like ooh like rolling the dice like am I gonna live tonight they're emotionally unavailable but it's like there's something that's like you don't know what what they're gonna do next that keeps you on your toes it's exciting they're like we're, he's so spontaneous he's chopping you up <laughs> oh you're so spontaneous he puts you in a blender <laughs> um i noticed that like i like a little bit psychopathic i like guys who are very like if a guy talks dirty to me yeah. as you're like cracking your neck like, yeah how hard did you hear that <laughs> yeah i did one time this guy i was fucking this guy again. and he pulled my hair he's fucking me from behind and he pulled my hair so hard my neck was like <laughs> and i Ooh, was got some so stuff. turned on oh, yeah. i was like I could have died and I like came yeah. instantly. Um, oh, with dirty talk. I realized the thing I'm into, which I didn't know until it happened, which is most of the things I'm into. I'm like, oh, great. Like I, they're seeing the things that I'm like, God help me if everyone acts, anyone accidentally shits on me because I don't want to find out that I'm like, I really liked it. You're into peeing. I'm not. No, this guy was talking. I, I By the way, I had all of this down as notes of what we're going to talk about. Peeing? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I told a guy I like dirty talk, so like gave him a heads up. It was a guy I was dating, and he talked dirty to me, but he enunciated perfectly. Ooh. It was like this perfect. It was like a psychopathic, like Patrick Bateman, white guy, perfect enunciation, hot, perfect sounding vowels. Your perfect pussy. I'm scared now. Take my perfect cock. No, I'm scared. And I was like, oh no, I really like it. <laughs> You liked it? Yeah, I hate that I liked it, but I did. Um, My thing is like, and I've been thinking about how do you separate being so dirty and like gross and disgusting and bad together? And then being loving? And then being like silly and like loving and like jokey. I'm still trying to figure it out. Because it's so polar opposite. It really is. But I think maybe this is just hopeful. I like to believe that that's what true love is, is that you find someone. That is true love. That you can be all facets of yourself. Like you don't always have to be this one thing that you think they want. They love you when you're being a piece of shit or when you're being an angel or when you're just, I don't know. I feel like true love is finding someone who likes all the parts of you Yeah, and they get it. Cause I can be really sweet and loving, but I can also be dirty. But when you're dirty with someone, then you're like, is it okay for me to also be sweet and vice versa? If someone sees you as like, my love, my darling, my angel. And then you're and like, then you're like, call me a slut. <laughs> Yeah, how I'm do a you fucking se- slut. How do you separate the two? You're like, you called me a perfect princess, and now you're calling me a hooker ass bitch hoe in bed. I don't Did know. somebody call you a hooker ass bitch hoe? <laughs> Take that dick, you hooker ass bitch hoe. Wait, oh, this is what I was Wait, saying. I would kind of like that. Let me know when you want me to ask the questions. I will. We just like talk about whatever, and then throws in at the end if they don't come up organically or whatever. Sure. We're getting to your questions, you guys. Don't worry. We're getting to the questions. But it's Dana, and I wanted us to have a fun convo. Um, combo, combo station. Wait, I fucked this guy who is very large, not an in charge, but (laughs) he was, he was Charles in charge. The actor who played Charles in charge. (laughs) I had sex with him (laughs) 
and it was great. Was his body large? His penis was large. His penis was fine. His penis. Wait. So looking like, at his body, you would have thought his penis relatively would be a little bit was bigger. Like the three hundred pounder. But no, he was just pounder? a big dude. He was like a bigger? like a mid six feet type of guy. Okay, just big dude, not fat, but like built, large person, not fat, but not like thin. You know. Yeah. I wouldn't. He wasn't like bodybuilder ripped, but he was fine. Whatever. Had to like climb up. Well, we were hanging out. Had to climb up him to get on it. Well, yeah, and I was like, I feel like. I said the phrase, I feel like I'm almost small enough while he's having sex with me, by the way. Uh-oh. I don't know why I said this during sex. Maybe it wasn't during sex. It must have been before. I was like, I feel like I'm almost small enough to be a fetish. And he was like, almost. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh, no, I'm here because you want to maybe fuck kids. Oh, my God. I was. Uh, isn't it? That's the same with guys who are into Asians, like white guys who are specifically into Asians. You mean it's Jews? Like, it's like that's a <laughs> Jewish men. Yeah, no. Like in their it, I dated a guy who question. It's like, why are you always going for like these, this small, such a specific, right? Cause I feel like they're, and it's also like they're looking for a, yeah. they're looking for a stereotype of an Asian personality where it's a, like subservient. Yes. It's cause they want someone who'll just listen to them and do what they say. And yeah. they want to be the king of their castle um, and just be told like, you're so great. I was given dating advice, by the way, I kind of do want to talk about this also on my podcast by my guy friend, um, because I asked him, I asked him for it. I was like, what, like how to, and he's like, you obsess. know what guy from this is. Do I know him? Oh, my friend, John Ryan. Okay. Yeah. He's like, you obsess. He's like, you need to stop thinking and caring so much about dating. He goes, stop talking about it on podcasts, which it's funny that I'm talking about this right now. Honestly, he's like, stop tweeting about it. Like, I, I don't really do dating stuff on stage anymore because like single, not dating, single stuff, but like single ladies. I don't do that. On, I'm so bored of it. I, I feel like it's been done too much. I'm it's you're over it. I'm over it. I've moved on. But, you know, I'll, I'll have tweets, whatever. Or there's like, nothing wrong with that. You are I'll a single talk, woman. And I'll talk about like stuff on podcasts. And he's like, he's like, you just he's like, find a hobby, distract yourself. He's like, date, but like, don't think about it. And I really like that advice. Oh, cause you think about dating all the time. Even if I don't, I don't even know how to explain it because it's not like I'm like, you know, a, a dick hound. I'm just out, you know, trolling all the time and looking to Do you like, go on a lot of dates. No, but like I, you I think th- of dating. Yeah. I think of like finding the person and blah, blah, blah. And so now I'm just kind of like switching my mentality to like distract myself and not but look, Put it I into your work. Yeah, like well, focusing. I on- obsess over everything in my life. I obsess over money. I obsess over career. I, it's you're I have obsessive. An, yes, you have an obsessive personality, and that's so do I. I'm intense. I don't I'm know. compulsive too sometimes. By but the way, I never realized this about myself until recently because people are like, "You're very intense," and I was like, "Am I?" As I'm like staring them down. You with didn't like know crazy that you're you have crazy eyes. I have cr- crazy eyes. Yeah, you're like, terrifying. I'm honestly, I'm still scary. friends with you because I feel bullied. <laughs> by your existence <laughs> and that's how you keep them you guys that's how you keep Just your friends eyes wide open <laughs> yeah. no i mean the thing is is for people to i have multiple friends who are so obsessed with finding like the one when am i gonna meet my person and it's like you can't be looking for it no and that's shitty advice but it's like that's when you settle because you're like is this the one is this the one and lately i think of dating in terms of should I be caring more? I think about dating and relationships all the time, but, yeah, not, but I don't want to waste my time. That's the thing, but not like, in terms of wanting it anymore. I, I go back and forth of like, I just, I don't know. I don't understand how my brain works with it because I, I know that I want career more than anything over that. Do but you, or does career just seem closer? So it's easier to say you want it. Yeah, it's both. 
It's Gosh. both. A career seems more like obtainable. Than- How can you do both? I literally don't know. I don't know. That's what we're trying to figure out. Ugh. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out how to do one. <laughs> I just, I know that when it comes to dating, I, I don't want to date somebody just to like fuck around. It's like, yeah. if I'm going to date somebody, if I'm going to invest my time in you. I want it to be of good investment. And to know that, like, not to know, cause you never know anything, but to have that feeling like, Oh, maybe this could eventually go somewhere. Yeah. Because if you don't want it to be for nothing because if it's if it's not then it's like i'm not even gonna why am i hanging out with somebody that i don't see myself with later on why are you hanging out with me jump the gun i mean we're dying together let's be real well that's the thing remember when we were on mushrooms and we saw all of the lives we had together yeah it was amazing that when you do mushrooms again i did a little bit of mushrooms in disneyland by the way i think my you bitch i feel personally assaulted that you do mushrooms with other people i want you to know that well, you did mushrooms you. with other people too. Yeah, because you did them with other people, and then I felt attacked. <laughs> We've done them twice together, or once, twi- twice, twice, just once, just once. Why do I think we did them twice? Did we do them twice? The first time we did them was like probably one of the best experiences of my life. Oh no, it was so beautiful. It changed me. Changed me to my core. Yeah, and it we, made me believe. I don't know in what, but like it just feels like I should say I believe. <laughs> it just made me realize. Uh, I don't even know how to explain. It just it made me realize my connection to everything in the yeah, world. That we're all connected. And all we need is love. Love, sweet love. love. We looked and into each other's eyes. And at the same time, we saw what? how many lives flash? I we mean. Were, how many people were we? We were. So we were like. You we were like. You were, do, 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 I literally do, do. was like, you're every woman I've ever known. It was crazy. And I could see half of your face and the other half of your face was turning into literally every woman I've ever known in all of my lifetimes. It was the mm-hmm. craziest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, And it, isn't it weird that the exact same time that happened to me too. And we were like, holy fuck, we've been here so many times and had so many experiences together. It's crazy. But that's also And you like- still can't figure it out. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? I'm here teaching you in my underwear. <laughs> Yet again. But this is what we can place into our lives i think with career and everything else yeah it's like what's meant to happen will will happen happen because like we obviously came together again everything unfolds and it's inevitable we just have to allow it and stop like trying to force it because your purpose will it comes to you yeah when it's time exactly here's the thing now that I'm thinking about that, because I've, I remember that I've read, a, I've read and listened to all these stories about like past life regression and how sometimes you run into your soulmate and sometimes you don't or soulmates or yada, yada, yada. When I do shrooms, I feel this like insane connection to the sky in a way that makes me feel like my soulmate's not here <gasps> because I've never felt. Like the feeling that people describe when they go home is the closest I can. When people are like, I feel at home. Or like when people, when you see those videos of like soldiers coming home and like their family is like in like the, the emotion that invokes in the family with their, like that is the feeling I get when I do shrooms and I look out at the sky. It's like I miss something so much. So that's your home. Yeah. It's like my home is somewhere else and it's calling to me. Mm-hmm. But also I realize that I'm here. So there's a reason for me to be here. But knowing that I think gave me some sort of comfort in, in not being so stressed about love. 
because it's like what a bummer if this lifetime you don't get to meet your soulmate or if the person who is your soulmate is here and the, and their their soul's not in a place to be meeting yours this time mm-hmm. but, but but like the knowing friends, but friends are soulmates i think so too like i think you and i are soulmates exactly and i think that you blinked do you not think we're soulmates i 1000 percent think we are soulmates (laughs) but i think we have a ton of other soulmates oh for sure i don't think as well as every you know do you think that there's a like a true love (sighs) do you think that we have one soulmate that's like our deep deep love or do you think that like in different iterations and different lifetimes that can be different people within your circle of soulmates I, I heard a term or read a term called a wound mate. Wound? Wound mate. Not womb. Like wound, like wound, wounded. Like like we were traumatized together in a war. Like you. With Joan of Arc. You get together with somebody in a romantic way and you guys hurt each other or bring up hurt that's within you. Yeah. So it comes to the surface and then you work through it. Oh, and it's then like you, you heal your wounds together. But like, but then separate. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that that goes into the whole. I think a lot of reasons she's in lifetime. Yeah. Where people. Oh, that's. I mean, this is full circle back to you saying, "What if I'm? If I don't see this potentially going to be a thing forever, why am I wasting my time?" But it's like we focus too much, I think, on what is this going to be, and you go, "Is this going to be a thing?" And it's like, "Well, why aren't? It's a thing right now. He's standing in front of you. Why don't you just be in the thing right now?" And also, you learn so much about yourself. He or she, I guess. Yeah. You learn a lot about yourself when you, when you put yourself out there in those situations. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are afraid to do, but. So even if it doesn't last and you're like, I wasted my time because I go, I do that. I'm like, I feel like I wasted my time, but But then I always look back and I'm like, okay, that was a huge lesson. Yes. I learned so much from the moments where I'm like, yeah, that's my initial reaction. Always at a breakup. It's like, you took a year of my life or you took this much time from me. Well, that's how I feel even with like toxic friendships. Yes. That's how I feel. And I'm like, okay, like I sucked my time. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, like my most valuable years of my 20s and I was just fucking fucking around and, you know. Yeah, but the 20s are when you fuck around and you try to figure out who you are. And the 30s is when you're like, oh, shit. I think I know who I am. We go into sound baths. I don't know. And hot yoga. We're going to talk about doing shrooms and how I'm connected to the stars. I, I've i probably lost half of my audience because they're like, I thought she was an intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we were talking about uh, I would say I'm skeptically stuff? spiritual. Wait, which vagina stuff? Earlier? I just think it's funny that we're talking about this and then earlier we were just talking about vaginas. I think that... It, <laughs> I honestly think it speaks to uh, the human condition and how we're... I mean, they're my favorite things to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just... We're all so many things and I hate that I think in LA and maybe in the entertainment industry more, there's this habit of trying to, maybe it's just a human thing actually. I'm trying to put people in a box and it's like, you're this and that's all you are. And it's like, exactly. no, I can be a delicate, beautiful woman. And I can also sometimes be like, I don't think I wiped all the poop off of my butt. Excuse me. (laughs) I will be right back. By the way, the podcast episode you did where you told that story of making the boo-boo, I still get so many messages and tweets. I'm not kidding. Yeah, well, I've like, literally been tagged in none of them and nobody has called me brave. So frankly, I'm a little upset about it. I that It's one of the episodes that's like highlighted when anyone goes to my... Oh, it's one of the best episodes? Uh, yeah. Most played? Yeah. I'm so honored to yeah. think that me and my careening butthole... Is careening the right word? I don't even know. I've never even heard of the it's word It's like an careening. open... 
open shaft. You open the floodgates oh. and then oh, why the dam shaft? breaks. Why is shaft such a gross word? I don't know. Anyways, everybody do mushrooms. Moral of the story is if you haven't done mushrooms, if you're in a very negative place, don't do it. No. You have to be ready. Have you done them alone? Somebody suggested to me, my friend who's done a ton of drugs. I microdosed alone. He was like, you should lock yourself in a dark room. What? He said dark. He's like, like Jesus. Go, he, should, I, he thinks I should go deep into my subconscious. And like, uh, I don't know if this guy knows what he's talking about. I don't know. He seems real. I don't think my mushrooms are working anymore because i bought them a year and a half ago and i i used i did i microdosed in disneyland and it worked it kicked in for like 10 minutes and then i'm just microdosing you're not supposed to trip if you're microdosing that's not what microdosing is also doing them with a group of a lot of people is too much or do you like it no it's overwhelming no i I just kept staring at trees going like i want to be inside of that (laughs) (laughs) i want to be in that tree i never want to do it in a group setting the fact that you did them in disney is like well, it was really fun going through uh, Space Mountain or Splash Mountain. Oh. And there was like all these like rabbits that were like, dun, 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 like singing and dancing. And I was just like, I love them. I love the rabbits. Okay. So here's my, <laughs> if I'm ever going to be financially successful, I hope I'm so financially okay, successful. Okay. Change that. When I'm no, financially successful. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um, I want to have, like, if I'm going to have enough, if I'm going to have, when I have a lot of money. When? I want it to be so much money that I can shut down Disney for a day just for me and my friends and then do mushrooms there. <laughs> okay. So there's also with We thing. can have crazy dreams, right? Yes. That we're do- it's that's already done. We're yeah. putting it out there on this podcast club in, into the world. There we go. It's already done. But also another thing I think that's cool. Yours is way cool. I don't even know why I'm saying this, but no, yours my is friend, cool. My friend Ariel told me that if you work for Warner Brothers um, I think it's Warner Brothers or Disney. If you're on a TV show with any affiliation with the network, anytime you go to Disney, you get an escort, like security, and they follow you to the ride, walk you to the front. So you just go boom, 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 ride, 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 just ride, ride. Do all the rides. You cut every single line, like food. This is. This I have is never been motivated Disney. to be a television actor until this moment, yeah. and now I'm finally but ready to have a part of ABC Family. <laughs> yours is way better. I mean, no, shutting mine, down the whole mine's park. Mine's way more unrealistic is what it is. Also, fun what fact, my abusive ex-boyfriend got married at Disney. You guys, he was an abusive monster. I'm not kidding. He got married at the Tower of Terror. <laughs> that is so funny. It's I feel like you... so funny. What a horrifying... Oh my God, I saw people... Should that be a bit? Getting engagement ring, getting engagement photos at Disney. Look, I don't want to make fun of anybody for what they like, but I can't help but be like, what happened to you as a child? Oh. That you're dressed up as Minnie Mouse and he's Mickey Mouse and you're taking engagement photos. See, the only thing I have wrong with that is the Minnie Mouse and Mickey Mouse. But like, put me on Main Street. Are you kidding? Those cute little houses. That's cute. Yes. I mean, but I also but have, like, I have severe arrested development. Like if I had a mansion, I would have a room full of dolls. No. Not like, no. not like Lisa's grandma, but like. Oh my God, that's so scary. But I'd have it painted like pink, like Barbies. No, maybe I wouldn't anymore. Oh. Uh, I, I used think to think could- I would. And now I'm like, uh, no, I don't want stuff. I don't want to manage. I don't understand. Like, look, Disney was cool. It was my first time going. It was really fun. The lines were crazy. It was your first time? Yeah. I wish I would have known that. I wanted to go with you. My, uh, it was like a last minute thing. My friend had like a f- ticket and her sister couldn't go. And I was like, okay, sure. Why not? And, and she ditched me. And now we're doing this podcast later because of her actions. Bitch, you were going to have somebody else take Shut over up. your podcast forever. I know. Forever. <laughs> no, I, because I'm taking it over forever. Here's, Okay. I don't know how much I love Disney and I feel like people are going to 
Look, it's fun. It's very fun. The Did you watch Disney movies growing up? Yes, but okay. I just feel like I'm an adult. Do you know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Tell me what that means. Do you it feel like you actually don't like it, or do you feel like you, as an adult, you're not allowed to like it because that's like corny? Here, here's what I don't like about it: the lines. I mean, I went on three rides. We oh, waited in line for food that was like the food was okay and really. Did overpriced. you get a corn dog? I don't eat meat anymore. Uh, I'm a vegan too, and now I just realized I can never have a corn dog from Disneyland again, and I'm honestly hurt. I had a um, pineapple ice thing that was really good. Those corn dogs were so good. I miss them. R.I.P. But um, I think I honestly really liked California Adventure. California Adventure Land's great. I think, but we should go to you. We should go to Disney World, and like. We should just have a bunch of money, go do a week at Disney World in Orlando, <laughs> and go to Epcot, where it's every country, and go drinking around the world. Let's do it. That. And then I want to take you to... You don't like Harry Potter, do you? You don't care about Harry Potter. I can, you I can fuck with Harry Potter. Harry Potter World in Universal Studios Orlando is the fucking really? coolest place ever. Well, I, I haven't just, been here. Here, Okay, so here's the reason... Theme parks remind me... I, we did a lot of theme parks. We went to Kennywood in Pennsylvania with my family. Kennywood. And... Hershey Some of like the best adventure squirts or whatever. <laughs> Hershey squirt adventure land. Yeah. Some of the best <laughs> memories that I have with my dad's side of the family and my dad are going to Kennywood and like his whole, this is going to get so dark, but his whole family is like dead. Like most of his family. Maybe that's why you don't like amusement parks. So I think it reminds me of, it's like of family memories of family that's not here anymore. And I'm like, so it's that, that like happy memory, like wrapped in a sad wrapping paper. Exactly. And my mom, um, screamed at my sister and I and when we were really little because we went on a water ride and didn't bring she didn't bring a change of clothes for us and my dad and all my cousins were like let's do this let's do this we got soaking wet and it was like dark and, so and my freezing. mom like like was so mad oh god and like threw me like towards the um what are those things in the bathroom the um hair dryer yeah the where you dry your hands and she was like screaming at us oh god and we're like little kids we had no idea what was going on we were just like we just went on a we ride. We just went on a ride. And she's like, your father. Your goddamn father. <laughs> and that's when I realized. I was like, I don't think I want to be a mom. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think I'm kind of. Oh, yeah. No, my mom made sure that I never wanted to be a mom yeah. by just simply existing. It's actually pretty impressive. I'm going to move to questions. Seems so difficult. Yeah. We're moving to the questions, you guys. Now that we've um, talked about so many weird things. So let's read the text messages that you sent me. Don't text from JMS. Was it, was I love it about you. how you want to date a magician? I love you so much. I think of your vagina and your anus hole every day and every night. This is not true. These are text this messages text that- she recently <laughs> sent to a magician she has never met. Um, a magician in Australia. What's uh, wrong with me? Sexting with a magician is not a good idea. No. Okay. Or is it? It's like, did he ghost on me or did he just do an act where he disappears? <laughs> uh, you're sexting with a magician who's not even in this side of the world? Wait, why is he in Australia? Does he live there? He's on tour. Okay. You he's guys- never coming back. He's a touring magician. <laughs> if you don't think he's out there just fucking a bunch of fat ladies who go to magician shows, magic shows, what are they called? <laughs> magician shows. I know the first thing he says to me, he's like, I don't fuck fans. And I was like, I think you do. Because like, why was that? Why like, that I didn't first- bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> Why would that be You're like, why do you think I'd be sitting here thinking a bunch of fans want to fuck a magician unless you said, like, why would you say that? 
Because I don't think of myself as someone who would go to a magic show and be like, oh my God, I'm going to fuck that magic man. Also, it's like everyone who's there, I feel like, is a couple. It's like a husband and a wife. Yeah, it's a family activity. So, yeah, okay. You're like, oh, you mean you don't have threesomes with middle-aged couples who brought their kids to your show so you could see your dumb card tricks? Please, Magic Castle, can I come in? I miss you. I know. Wait, we have to go to Magic Castle. Yeah, do you have an in? Um, well, I'm trying to sext my way in. Dana, you don't have to fuck your way into the Magic Castle. <laughs> We're going to be successful. We'll just get in there. Okay. Number one question. Who would you rather have sex with? Luke Skywalker or Han Solo? Princess Leia. A okay. thousand percent. Well, and Yoda. Because so, he reminds me of, he's my size, you know? So it's like, let's go back to that. I want to have sex with men my size. I'm you wouldn't kidding. have sex with me, but you have sex with Princess Leia. I can do my hair like hers. Yeah, but can you do your personality like hers? Okay. Moving forward. Han Solo, but only because it's, <laughs> but only in his youth. When Harrison Ford was like young and hot. Oh, like Harrison Ford in the 70s. Are you Harrison kidding? Harrison Ford can still get it. Yeah, but he probably can't get it up. True. I mean, he probably has that wrinkly old man, but. Oh. I mean, when the lights are off, you can't really. Yeah, we're all wrinkly See. in the dark. Okay, do you think you'll ever be able to forgive your father? Oh, well, I, this just took a turn. That's Whoa. a really deep question. Did you and, eat? Oh, wait. Oh, there's two. There, this is a two-part question. Oh. Would you want the first or second part? Let's go with the second part. Did you eat stinkheads when you lived in Alaska? I don't know. What's a stinkhead? I don't know. I'm assuming it's some sort of fish term. I will say I fucked a few stinkheads, <laughs> um, as I affectionately call all of my ex-lovers in Alaska. I would never eat anything that starts with stink. Yeah, no, I and never. with head. Yeah, no, I I wouldn't either. I feel like stinkhead is probably something people called me behind my back in middle school. <laughs> Should I look it up? Um, maybe you should look it up. We'll keep talking. Let's um, see. My high school. I All the men in Alaska, by the way, are large. Like everyone's. And by men, you men. mean everybody. Yeah. Well, the women are. There are women of size there. Yes. Look, in Alaska, it's cold. You need to pack on the extra flesh. to. Yeah. Right? If I was in Alaska, cool I weigh 30 pounds more and probably never even think about oh my weight. Oh, my God. Look at this. This stink head. It's a fish. What is it? Stink heads, fish heads, fish um, heads, roly poly. First of all, it looks heads. like fish that has been dead for a month. It looks like decaying fish. Tipas? Tepas. Tepa, tapas? No, it's T E P A S. Tepas. They're fermented white fish heads. Absolutely not. And a the customary fact- way of preparing them is to place fish heads and guts in a guts in a wooden barrel, cover it with burlap. Okay, not the 18. I don't want to be insensitive to people's eating. And bury cuisine. it in the ground for a week? That's disgusting. Absolutely oh. not. Oh. Also, I'm offended that you would even think I would do that, whoever you are. People also ask, what is the most disgusting food in the world? That's also searched if you search stinkheads. Yeah. Well, at least it's not. Wait, Can you look search at the photo? Sir, wait, what? That's. Why does it look. That is not a fish head. That's a dead bird. That is a bird in an egg. Oh, swipe. Oh, my God. Why did you show me that there was a dead bird and an egg? I Google image stinkhead. What do you want from me? Wait, let's click on what's the most disgusting food in the world. Oh, my God. It's a picture of Dana's pussy. This is disgusting. (laughs) Dana. Let me see. There she is. There she is. White ants egg soup. Um, Luna eyeballs. but it's ants as in the animal ants, not like my white ants gross egg egg soup, like my Aunt Cheryl. Jellied moose nose. Oh, my God. You eat a moose nose? Why would you do that? No, that's just the name for my pussy. That is a great name for your pussy, actually. Bushitang moose nose. Bushitang Korea. What's Bushitang? It's probably a fish head. We should start a food podcast. <gasps> Foodcast. Pod food. And we're naked. P- 
food cast and it's we dissect our turds like they're owl pellets and pull out pieces of food We're honestly like, boo- tang, boo- booze and tang looks better than fish eggs St- stink heads oh god oh no oh god i take that back don't look oh, don't show me please don't show me it's a korean soup that includes dog meat no oh why did you did you hear what i just said i said i think it looks good it, yeah that's because you're a psycho i said it looks better than, oh it okay. does actually kind of look like a good like stew i that makes me happy i gave up here's the thing oh is God, that looks people like a, on youtube eating dog stew it looks like a good beef broth and now i'm glad that i've given up eating meat i'm literally gagging i'm gagging when I'm, did you stop eating meat when i've been vegan like i'm in the closet about being vegan for oh same i, I don't ever talk I'm about like it months are we even really vegan if we don't talk about it that's really funny i don't i i just if people ask me i don't eat meat i mean look i maybe i'm not vegan because i do have um i'll have shrimp and salmon sometimes if i'm so feeling you're low. not vegan i'm not I, i'm not anything i i just don't i like, just am yeah i just got tired of eating animal products it makes me feel sluggish it makes me feel sick yeah i'm uh, i cut it I out for health nap. reasons how much have, energy do you have i have an an amount of energy that i feel like uh, my natural energy, if I'm not being brought down by like eating bad foods, is an insane amount of energy that I insane. don't know what to do with. Insane. Remember how many naps I used to take? Remember yeah. we went on the road and all I did was sleep? Yeah. I don't nap anymore. I don't nap anymore. I don't sleep. I also like don't eat that much, but it's like I have so much energy. What Animal products. I'm actually thinking of, I'm looking into, if anyone's listening, potential sponsors of some sort of vegan home delivery meal service because I'm so energetic that I feel like I haven't been eating enough. And so I want to have like, find a way to have like my daily meals delivered to me so that I know I'm getting enough nutrients. Interesting. Because I think I'm not. Business plan. So if anyone out there wants to sponsor my podcast and give me free vegan food. Oh, this is a good question. Can you go into also, detail? I'm glad I, knew you were, I know someone who needs um, more vegans for a vegan, a one-time show where they just only want vegans. So I'll talk to you that about that off the podcast. I feel like. I feel like we've said vegans too many times and people are going to stop listening. Vegan, vegan, vegan. This is, ignorance is vegan. Vegan. (laughs) Can you go into detail in regards to what it's like when your thoughts are racing? Is it mostly verbal? Um, Oh, I think I've talked about that in a bonus episode or maybe. Does saying them out loud to another person reduce the extent in which they impact you? Yes. Okay, wait. I think I talked about that on Ari's podcast when I talked about being suicidal. I like that question. Um, I have racing thoughts. I don't like that. Oh, wait. Sorry. You said suicidal, and I said I like that. Oh, I meant I, know I like meant. the question. I like the question. Yeah, um, I, and I think that's part of the reason I do comedy, and also part of the reason I talk so fucking much. I don't know how you feel, but sometimes I get overwhelmed with thoughts, and it like makes me feel crazy. Because when I talked about being suicidal on Ari Shapiro's podcast, Skeptic Tank, everyone who's listening probably already knows that's a podcast. But I talked about how I wasn't, I wasn't like depressed in bed and being like, I don't want to live anymore. I had racing thoughts and I couldn't turn them off and I was going crazy and I was like, I needed to fucking stop. Like it was crazy. But I've realized just in life and also doing shrooms, I process things through my mouth. It's like a filter. Yeah. You were talking the whole time you were tripping, which I'm very sorry because that's not for everybody's. I think some people don't want to do shrooms with me because I talk so much, but it's like I have a crazy tornado of thoughts in my brain and it's like there's a crazy it's like i'm filtering them out of my mouth and it's like it like saying stuff out loud calm like puts it in a calm perspective for me for sure it's like right it's it's, it's like writing yeah it's also do you do morning pages i have started by the way in the yeah, last that would week be so helpful for you oh my god and i got one good bit out of it like one week one night one day just turned into a full bit then i went crazy no shit. yeah and 
you were just i was just writing well because i made the mistake of consciousness quote mistake but i guess it's not a mistake because it became a it's a bit i'm gonna work on but i made the mistake of looking at twitter before i did your morning pages and there were people talking about something on twitter and so my morning pages just became this like rant of how fucking annoyed i was but then i was like this is great that's also the point of it though exactly if you're a creative type and you you write and do stand up and what like yeah use all of that getting those thoughts out helps that's also the reason why like therapy isn't always a magic cure but just saying things out loud I write better out loud when I'm talking things through. Do you talk to yourself a lot? Yeah. When I'm, when I'm writing. Yeah. I'm a huge talker. It's, and I think that's why it's like, I write on stage. Yeah. Cause when I'm performing and when I'm talking, like things come to me, come to me. Yeah. I don't have that ability to be like, now I'm going to sit down and write a joke. I have to be like talking it out or like moving around and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Something in your closet just moved, which is so weird. Um, I don't know. Just like tags fell a tag fell well no like some of the clothes like moved but i'm probably just like hitting the ground or whatever oh. i don't know you live in an apartment so someone could have stepped on the floor above you um oh my god my um like bodysuit is like shaking yeah that's what it was shake your body yeah no i i talk stuff out too so it does help and i would say even like i've had this thought before and i've thought about like i just restarted therapy but you did I, yeah i like just went back last week also it was my old it's my therapist i was with last year oh, that's and so i good. had quit going to her because i was overwhelmed because i had too much on my plate is it the body therapy no it's just regular therapy but okay. i like that lady too it's just too much on my plate and she's more expensive and doesn't take insurance um, i need to go back i lo- i had quit going because here's the thing i realized I don't know about you. When I get overwhelmed and have too much on my plate, the first thing I cut, I don't think you do this. The first thing I cut is self-care. I think you start cutting out other shit and you're like, I got to focus on my self-care. I don't know. Or I think I not that, but I think you're good at prioritizing self-care. Oh, thank you. I try to. Cause I try to keep you in mind when I think of stuff like that. Cause oh, I'm like, so sweet. you always make sure you take time to work out. I feel like you're always journaling. And my, the first thing <laughs> go- you're just always journaling. Yeah. What's Dana doing? She's journaling. Journaling. She's meditating. She can't come out tonight. She's journaling. Is she working? Probably not, but she's got a working lot of journals journaling. about it. <laughs> well, no, because when I get overwhelmed, which is so easy for me, and it's like there's too much on my plate. I'm trying to spend too many things. The first thing I do is like, oh, I don't have time for my workout right now. Oh, I don't need to do morning pages. I need to immediately start sending emails. Yeah. I don't, you know, and so therapy was a thing where I cut it out thinking like, the like i never make time for myself and that's the thing where i was like i need to take care of me mm-hmm. and um but i noticed giving up therapy and here's and i shouldn't say this while i'm going to a therapist but i honestly think that a lot of what I, what helps me in therapy i could get accomplished if i just locked myself in my room for an hour and talked out loud to myself because yeah. a lot of the things you realize in therapy on your own you just say something and then you're like oh, at least i do somebody here's what they're doing they're holding space for you you heal yourself every person and they're a third party that isn't involved every single person who's had a breakthrough or a experience or they feel healed or whatever you did it yourself you did the work yeah but somebody was there to give you permission to do it yeah my friend uh she does reiki and she's like (gasps) i never do i just hold space for people i'm not doing anything for them other than like being here and being present so she admits that Reiki's fake. 
basically (laughs) (laughs) anyway hire her let her give you anyway she's great yeah um should we move on to the next question yes hashtag take some space what's the biggest challenge for you to overcome in your comedy career and what have you done to push past it um Ooh, that's good i I, like that question too we can both answer um i don't know i think for me my biggest challenge is involves my adhd i think it's remaining focused because i am a i'm a chronic starter and i don't finish same and i lose interest but also now that i'm working on my one woman show I don't even like calling it that, but that's what it is for Edinburgh. It's a thing I actually care about and I'm passionate about, but it's different from stand up. And I'm aware that it could, I don't know how it'll be received. So not like, I think I've slowed down at moments with it out of fear. Like I have to do it. It's a, if nothing else, it's an exercise in forcing me to actually finish a project that is not my regular stand up. But, um, the fear of, I don't know if it's a fear of failure, but maybe, is there a fear of not knowing the outcome? I don't, I don't know. I also sometimes, I don't know if, I feel like I genuinely don't have crazy lofty goals in terms of finance and fame when it comes to comedy. But there's a part of me to that's... a lot of people? I mean, are you supposed to be like, I need, I need to be famous? I think some people are. Or they have these like, I want to have a sitcom. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, all I ever wanted was to be able to make all my money doing comedy. And now I do that. And I'm like, I guess I just want to do specials. Time to elevate. I want to put more things. And I don't know how much of that is just true to who I am. Or is there a deep seated? And this is the thing is other people project their shit onto you. So it's hard to tell what's real. But people will go like, I think maybe you're just afraid of success or you're afraid you won't get it. So you won't let yourself want it. And I'm like, I don't think so i think that's a very natural human condition fear of failure and fear of success i think a lot of people have that and they don't really talk about it yeah but it's like when we stop a project when we're like working on something and then we let it like fall to the wayside is it because we're afraid it won't work is it because we're is it a self-worth thing that what's like i don't deserve to like have my movie made no one's gonna give a shit about my shit i think it's also i think successful people i don't know this is such a generalization but like that's what this podcast is all about you have to have self crazy self-worth to be super successful yeah because you believe in yourself and love yourself and when you do you take all of the right actions towards getting what you want yeah you feel because you feel like you you don't deserve worthy and deserving in your own self, then how would you get things career-wise? Does that make sense? Yeah. Or am I babbling? It makes sense logically. But the way I feel internally, because I feel like my career has gone pretty well. It's not, I don't have a bunch of TV stuff, but it's. You're doing amazing. It could have, it could be not as far along as it is. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like I had a bunch of, you know what? I overall don't think I have high self-worth. It's definitely gotten better. But I think with comedy, comedy was the has oh, given you more self worth. Yeah, because you know what? Now that I'm saying this out loud, I said this just yesterday to my friend, our friend Buddy. Um, but hi, Buddy. Hi, Buddy. Um, Every time I hear that name, I think of Buddy, Buddy. the Elf. Buddy the Elf, um, who's directing my show, Buddy the Elf. Um, <laughs> oh, that 
do the reason I think I love comedy so much and why as soon as I did it, I dove a hundred percent in is because yeah. doing stand up was the first time I was like, I'm worthy of this. I, this is a thing that makes me feel happy and alive. And I had never felt that with anything. I felt, I had a very similar experience where I felt like this alien creature my whole life and never fit into any aspect of my life. Yeah. Like School, I was so weird. College, out. family. I never, even with like my friend group. Yeah. I just never, nothing clicked. clicked. Like I was just this outsider and, after doing my first set, everything in my life, it was like a flashback from a movie where it was like, do, 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 do. Like every, every time I felt uncomfortable, awkward, weird, da, da, da. Like, yeah, it's like all of that was to get me here. And I was like, oh fuck, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. It was, this is why it's such I, a cheesy thing to say, but the, but it's like, this is, this is why I never felt fit in because I wasn't doing the thing I'm supposed to be doing because yeah yeah it's like this knowing of you're like this is what i was born for or this is what i'm here this is what i'm here to do this is what this lifetime is about yeah Mm. yeah well it's it's cool because it's like i feel like i'm finding my my self-worth through i think through comedy i'm finally like i'm going like okay so i make people happy like people feel better when they're around yeah me. Like, and it's obviously like, i'm deserving I have, of love i bring something to the table yeah like so obviously i have like, value I, i've stopped i always have shit on myself so hard yeah and i same. stopped doing it because i'm like why am i like so mean to myself because like people people don't treat me like that why would i treat and i don't treat people like that yeah no so we're so shitty treat, to ourselves why would i treat if I was with somebody and they were treating me how I treat myself, I wouldn't be with them. <laughs> no, you'd be like, you're a fucking psycho. So I've just been easier on myself and like more loving. And it's, it's very interesting that like once you make that change, how different things in your life all start changing. Yeah, Things like come together in a way that I'm not saying everything's just falling into place perfectly, but it's much less stressful. It's like I have a, trusting sense that things are going to be okay mm-hmm. and finding a thing where I where I go this is a thing I undeniably I mean there my whole life I felt like I had the worst self-worth you know what I mean oh my god yeah just so shitty but finding a thing where you're like this is a thing you cannot take from me mm-hmm. like of all the things like pe- comedy women are fucking made to feel like shit about their beauty or they're like do you have a husband or whatever your weight your face you're gonna get old and no one will care about you but like comedy was always a thing where i was like i cannot be denied I love <laughs> that, that sounds so insane no you can't i cannot be denied. i will not be denied i am funny and you cannot take that from me i next time i if i ever bring you up on stage i'm gonna say she's funny and she cannot be denied <laughs> can that be my intro for and you? then i get booed <laughs> I'm never allowed in that in that facility again. So wait, what have you done to push past the comedy challenge? What was the challenge? I don't even know. It was Your my own challenge. I mean, I'm still trying to push challenge, push past the ADHD I feel like stuff. It never ends. No, and it's Do just you feel like you're. Con- I feel like I'm constantly like I keep coming up with tasks, like ways to control it, and um, you know what's held me accountable is um, starting my Patreon made me more accountable for my. Um, podcast because now i'm like oh it's like it's a job i have to show up and i'm still trying to make sure i'm even better about that Mm -hmm. um donate because i still don't have to do weekly podcasts technically until you guys make me reach my first goal um we're almost there but it's made me like oh this is the thing i have to care about which has made i think the podcast get better and it's growing and um 
Yeah. Finding it's, it's a challenge. I'm still constantly trying to push past that, but having the courage to go like, you're funny or like finishing one project and going, this is, this was a good thing I made gives you confidence to keep making more. And so I just have to keep going. Okay. Favorite, uh, or most inspiring thing you've heard. Um, most awe-inspiring thing I've heard um, ever, like in terms of life or comedy. What comes to your mind? I don't know. You know what really helped me with, I mean, this is so corny and I, not to keep it just about comedy. And I think I've said this maybe on your podcast or on another podcast, possibly this podcast. <laughs> um, in 2013, when I was invited to the Montreux Comedy Festival in Switzerland, awe-inspiring is not the right word. I was just going to say, Ari Shafir really helped me when he, I was, they were setting up transportation to get back to the airport, and I was talking to the woman, I was really apologetic. I was like, um, I think my flight's at this time, but like, if no one else is going then, I, I could go early if you have other people going. And he pulled me aside and was like, you are not here as an exception nobody is doing a favor by having you here you are just as valid as every other performer here you belong here and you need to know that you are a comedian and you belong and having someone who i look up to as a comedian say that to you say that i belong i don't know and maybe it's not just a comedy thing maybe that can be included for like life but finding a place where you feel like you belong is life-changing to me Mm -hmm. because it goes back to what you were saying about always feeling out of place. And I think, though, if you're here, yeah. living and breathing, you belong. Yeah. And, and I think we don't... You deserve you everything you want. Yeah. Everybody does. And I feel like we don't, just as humans, give ourselves credit for that. We don't. That's like... We don't. We're always looking at the negative, how we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. I didn't measure up to this goal. I didn't finish my to-do list. And it's like, you are here. You belong. I don't know. That's crazy. What about That's you? That's crazy cool. Do you have an awe-inspiring? I love that. I feel um, like mine wasn't as like magical as it could have been. but No, I think it was really magical. I think an awe-inspiring thing I've heard. I think I love to hear... I love hearing stories about like... People getting... If we're talking about awe-inspiring things, like people getting things that they set out to achieve oh yeah i think i I love hearing stories of like like herpes you know like somebody getting genital warts (laughs) someday i'll have a genital but like yeah getting the thing that they dreamed of getting yeah they're like oh you can do it it can be done I don't know. I just, I, love, I think I love those stories. I love like a dream realized a dream come true. Like, like that. This she was thought, just, this she thought existed. she could, so she did. Yeah. It existed in my mind and it seemed so far out there and, and everybody, you know, said I was crazy for wanting it and like said it was impossible and then I did it and it's like, I don't know. I love that so much. Do people? I love that. Because I also feel like that's another point of us being here is creating something that doesn't exist and creating something that we want to exist. Yeah. Like you're creating your little corner of happy that you've brought to the world. Yeah. Do people tell you you're crazy for your dream? Oh, in a high school, I went to an art school and they would have an assembly every year 
to tell us to tell everyone they're crazy. They're like, yeah. at an art school. Yes, that should be the place where they're like, yes, you can do art. It can I'm, be done. That's in. That's am, crazy to me. I am so. That messed me up for years because I'm 16 years old. I have this dream. I feel it. I know it's going to happen. And then they bring in people who graduated and are coming from New York and LA. And they're like, we just want to be realistic for you guys. Cause all of the teachers, by the way, are teaching. They're teachers. Yeah. And all, everyone and those was who like, can't do teach. Everyone was like, oh my God, LA is so hard. I have three jobs. I barely can get an audition. It's so hard to find an agent. And then someone's like, I just moved back from New York and I'm, and I'm here to teach. And I have to, it's, I mean, it's just so competitive and it's cost so much money to live so literally no art school had made it so that or they made it so big that they wouldn't come back like what i don't know i'm like i'm like okay so why are we all here doing this yeah why are you but i listened to it do you know Uh, what i mean like it kind of messed me up like i still continued but i also in the back of my mind i was doing this thing and i was going oh but it's impossible but oh but i still want to do it so I can't stop because I have this calling. And then I would, I was like constantly wavering, right? In wow. college, I did it. In college, I was like wavering like in and out. Do I do this or do, it, do I not do this? That's so, God, I did art school. That's hilarious to me. Um, so we can end with uh, fun, light questions. Okay. Favorite movies, TV, musicians, artists. She's going to say me. Whatever. I like the whatever part. Favorite, Favorite movies, stuff. TV. Um, absolute favorite movie of all time is Tommy Boy. Oh, I loved Chris Farley. Tommy Boy. Ah. Favorite TV show. Let me try to guess that one for you. Is it a comedy? Favorite TV show? I mean, is it a cartoon? Sort of. Yeah. South Park? No, but no. I love South Park. Um, the other one. My favorite TV show of all time is Fraggle Rock, but that's very childish. I never would have guessed that. Um, I really like Arrested Development. I I was going to say Arrested Development. Yeah, but like my favorite all time, and I think it's nostalgia. Like I think if I watched Fraggle Rock now, I'd be like, all right, well, this is definitely a kid's show. Favorite character on Arrested Development? Oh, it's hard. I love Job. He's so hated. Um, t- oh, Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> 100% Tobias. <laughs> and also, just side note, when people ask me... I love me, the drunk mom. I think I said this in a meeting recently where I was with someone. I don't know if I should have said this. Oh, the drunk mom's great. She's so fucking My, mean. If I... It's not a secret that I'm not like super like into acting. I like to do it. I like to do silly characters, but that's never been my main focus. Yeah. I would love to play a character like Tobias on a TV show. Oh my God. You would, you would knock or, that out of the park. Like... Okay, so how Steve Buscemi was in all of the Adam Sandler movies, just as a side part, like he's the homeless guy in Big Daddy, or when you watch Billy Madison, he's the guy that shows up at the end and like shoots everyone or shoots the guy and he like puts the lipstick on his face and like crosses the lipstick. Like that, Steve Buscemi in Happy Madison Genius. Productions. Genius. That Those kind of parts are like my jam. I would love to just do that. And I be, see you like with um that like Kristen Wiig type wig yeah <laughs> you know what i when she has the forehead oh and she's the ugly sister when she's the ugly sister like i see all you, the time i see you bald like having that's because i'm balding <laughs> dana you're just looking at me i'm like dana that is just what i look like no no no. where it goes all the way back and then you have like a short hair that's like a cabbage patch doll that's like you know what i mean yeah you have big glasses and you're like the fucking psycho weird, but you're like buck lady yeah the vines that we used to do no my dream is like like as far as quote making in comedy, I think the m- most fame I would like to achieve is have people go like, wait a second. <laughs> like when they her? see me, they're like, how do I know her? Wait, and then later they're like, the trash. I That's think the she's dumpster lady. lady. But they're like, no, because I look sort of different in yeah. real life. And they're like, isn't that the dumpster lady from those Dana Moon movies or whatever? 
Whereas like other people are the centerpiece and I'm just like the weird lady that like bit someone in a restaurant. Oh my God. I want to direct. Ah, uh, final. Let's do it. The, the, directing is definitely where, um, you want your career to go eventually. Yeah. After acting, you want to like, sure. you think you eventually like you want to have a good acting career and then eventually quit and just direct other people. A thousand percent. Really? Yes. Yeah. But I, I want to be in front of the camera. Um, and I want to perform for, to have that level of like knowledge. I'm burping in the microphone. I know how to, <laughs> I mean, Ew, also I, I love performing, but like you <laughs> shut up being able, a director who's acted knows how to speak to actors. They know how to speak to, they know how to say it in a way that actors can take yeah. the note. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I definitely see like 30s acting, 40s directing. Yeah, I could see you as a great director. Yeah, I just feel it. It's weird. I really feel it. You were always great at directing mine. <laughs> six. Hey, remember those six second videos? Yeah. You were so good at directing six seconds. Yeah, but you, that's a skill. <laughs> I mean, it's the same as like some people can crush a headlining set. And then if you ask them to do five minutes, it's like, this is weird and uncomfortable. Like oh it's just, a, it is a specific skill. I'm sorry, but if you give me three minutes on stage, I lose my mind and I try to be as funny as possible and I'm not, I don't connect. I like spiral a little bit. Yeah. It, it's I don't have that problem, skill. but it's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Three minutes is, is It's two hard. different muscles. It's sprinting versus running a marathon. I got to change gotta my sprints. Yeah. Um, anything else you wanted to talk about on my new podcast um, on my, fi- the 50th episode of my podcast? You guys, we made it to 50. That's huge. It only took us over a year because I don't do them weekly because it's hard. It's so hard. Girl, thank you guys for sticking with, with me this far. And I'm excited for bigger and better podcasts. Um, Dana, do you want to plug anything? I mean, I feel like everyone knows where to find me. Um, yeah. At Dana moon me. Uh, at Dana Michelle Singleton comedy. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you guys also tweet at Netflix and watch Dana on Nailed It oh, and tweet wait. at Netflix and tell them how much you love Dana and that she should have her own show. I should have my own show on she Netflix. She fucking crushed it on there. Thank you. Um, I'm actually going to be in New York City May 15th to 17th doing shows. I'm going to just um, miss you. I leave on the 15th. I know. Fuck it all. It sucks. And then I'm going to be, you leave fifth, the 15th when? We did it. 50 episodes. There you go, guys. Sorry it cuts off at the end really randomly, but that was it. I am so thankful for all of you. Please, please uh, go leave a review. Subscribe, rate, review. Share the podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big, big thank you to the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon who helped make this possible. Greg Pouse, John Arlett, Matt Franco, Andrew Jenkins. And- Andrew, Jesus, Andre Jenkins. I know. I'm going too fast. I had one coffee. Uh, and the Farrells, Kathy and Terry, exclusive members. Uh, also Nick in West Virginia. Uh, you're all my my extraordinary idiots. I love you. And I love that you guys are okay uh, with me calling you idiots. Because obviously we mean it in fun. Every one of you is really smart. And I'm not saying that sarcastically. I'm always really excited to find out that the people who are fans of mine aren't like show me your butthole I mean we all talk about we we do that sometimes but it's always nice to know I have intellectual fans who like to learn uh, and uh, and get it you know you guys are great you're a great team I'm glad we're in this together Uh, what else if you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots and be part of um, the exclusive monthly we're trying live stream so by the time this comes out it's done but I don't know how it's going to go we're live streaming via youtube instead of the google hang app so everyone else can just chime in their questions and you don't have to worry about other users like seeing you in your pajamas or 
or whatever. Uh, so I'll be live streaming. That'll be fun. I'll talk about it a little after we do it and, and let you guys know how it went so you can be even more intrigued and excited about it. Um, or if you want to just get on the $10 level and get postcards from me everywhere I go on the road, you can get a monthly postcard, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. And, um, you guys help keep the podcast going and we're almost to the first goal, which is going to mean weekly episodes because I will be able to afford the editing and all the costs that go into that. So a couple more dollar people on there and we will be pushed past that. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter to stay up on what's happening over here at blessed podcast. We're on Instagram. Ignorance is blessed. And, uh, that's that. Please keep in mind. No guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. Um, if you have additional questions, comments, concerns, send them to me. Uh, you can't send me a message on Facebook because I still have that closed because of that weird, creepy guy. But, uh, Join the Facebook group, Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. Post questions there. If you're on the Patreon, you can send them direct to me via message. And I will deliver everything I can. Keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? <sighs> thanks for listening. And thanks for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. <laughs>